Welcome to the Harvest Sound Podcast. For music and mission, truth and prophecy, creativity and compassion merge as one. So everyone who's bringing a testimony, who wants to hear what God did this week? Little, little snippet of it. Just a, just a glimpse of it. He does so much in times like this. But everyone who's bringing a testimony, if you guys would just kind of come to the front here and... Uh, and then we'll just pass the mic. I think Candace probably told you about a, a minute and a half each. Can you all do that? Be conscious of time. That'd be a beautiful thing. All right, y'all ready for this? Here they come, coming at you from Thunder School 2022. What's God been doing? All right. Hi, so I'm Melody. Um, I've been going to Thunder Camp for six years now. And I was a little bitty 13-year-old whenever I first came. And I really came because my siblings had gone to Thunder Camp before, and I really didn't know what to expect. Um, But then I got a whole experience of my own whenever I first came to Thunder Camp. And I began a family, um, and I felt accepted and loved by people. And now it being my last year, um, (laughs) it's so hard to leave everything. (laughs) Yes, I'm going to be a counselor next year. Um, So difficult to leave everything that um, has been in my my life for so long. Um, But I love everyone here. And um, Thundercamp is amazing. It's um, such a life-changing experience, um, and it's such a big part of my life. So. Uh, I'm Zach. <laughs> and this week was uh, really amazing. Um, all these friends and family here, it just makes the week extra special. You know, you only get to see them once a, one, one week every single year, and, you know, it's just, it's really special. Um, and this year, this year um, God really spoke to me. Um, he showed me a verse, or no, he showed me a vision, and it was basically me holding a cross, and there was a big hill, a big hill with uh, the foundry door at the top of the hill. And he said, take your cross and go up the hill and walk through those doors, and then later this week, uh, where we have a thing called Men's Night, where all the men come together and we talk about a certain topic and um, we pray for each other. And Daniel and Evan gave a word about um, you're dead to sin and you're alive in Christ. And basically, it was Jesus, God was telling me, you know, take away all your burdens, just drop it at the cross and walk with me through this new part of life. And I just found like a lot of confirmation this week. So, yeah. Hello. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this def uh, this week has definitely been really amazing. Um, definitely the best youth camp I've gone to, or I went last year, but these, yeah, Thunder Camp is super awesome. Um, it was like the, one of the best weeks of my life, definitely. Um, and it like touches me to see like all the youth actually like worshiping God. There's with like their heart. It's so amazing, and. Um, one of the highlights of the week was 
when we did Friday Night Fire, when all the teams did their like songs or whatever they had, and it was really fun. It was awesome. Whole week was awesome. I heard God's voice, felt Him in a deeper way, and it was really good. Hello. All right. Yeah. Hey guys. Um, I'm Samuel. I've been going for about three years now to Thunder Camp, and um, I mean, during those two years, I I definitely felt God during that, but this year was different, let's just say. So um, the first night we had uh, the counselors prophesy over us, and so I didn't really know how much I needed it, but Abijah prayed for me first, right? It was great. And so I went to the back, and I was just kind of looking for um, something. I, don't, I, I didn't really know what it was. And then Daniel walked up to me, actually. And I don't know what it is about Daniel, but he's just filled with something. And so um, he, he just came up to me and he asked if he could uh, pray for me. And so I was like, yeah. And so he prayed for me and I just felt the spirit of the Lord just wash over me. And so after that, the days following that, I've just been filled with this just desire to seek the Lord. I've just been like going into the gospel and all of that. And so this week has been amazing. It's just been great. So I'll leave it at that. Thank you, Daniel. Love you, man. Um, hello. <laughs> I am Grace. I am a two-year two uh, Thunder Camp attendee. And, um, oh my gosh, it's not even a camp. It is a family. When you walk in, you immediately are surrounded by love and on so many levels, like basic human compassion, and then there's just this metaphysical level of like God's love just penetrating everything here. And it will change your life. It'll change your kids' lives. It'll change your life. <laughs> so send your kids to Thunder Camp. <laughs> But yeah, um, I'm trying to think of like just one thing, but there are so many things. Um, I think I'll just give like a really short one because I kind of don't have that much time. But uh, I, when I came here, I was kind of like, I was very burnt out from the year. It was just a lot of stuff. It was like nonstop stuff happening. And so I came here because I was like, I am going to seek the Lord and see his face and I'm going to rest. And that's what's going to happen here. And that is exactly what happened and more, I would say. I'm definitely changed. And so send your kids to Thunder Camp, guys. All right. And that's just a, a little snippet of all that God's doing, volumes he does and all these young ones. And uh, so it's an extraordinary time. It's why we celebrate Thunder Camp so much. We just love seeing the young people charged up for Jesus. Um, we, got a new, we got a new phrase now. Uh, it'll, Thunder Camp, it'll mess you up on a metaphysical level. How'd you say? What'd you say? Something like that? <laughs> it's our new, new thing. Send your kids to kind of Thunder Camp. All right, here we go. So we're going to look at, I'm going to do a, uh, a quick message, but hopefully powerful and, and poignant. And uh, this is something I, I really felt like for the course for the campers, but I, it, obviously we'll, you'll know very quickly it applies to all of us who call upon the name of the Lord, who are trying to walk out this life by faith. And, um, and so this message is called Thrive Time. It's time to thrive, y'all. Thrive Time. So 
Let's start with the reading of God's Word. Please stand out of reverence for God's Word. We're going to just have one text and bounce off that. Okay, here it is. You guys probably are familiar with this, but this is so important that we understand this basic concept. These are the words of Jesus. So in some Bibles, that would be red letters, right? The hot sauce. Here it is. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. One more time. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. In other words, he speaks of other translators say you may have abundant life. Someone say abundant life. Look at your neighbor and say, you got abundant life. Jesus gives it to you. All right, please be seated. Thrive time. It's time to thrive. Um, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump into this. I, I woke up this morning and I literally had a, yes, it's back, guys. Now, they used to call me the, the acronym prophet. I would get these acronyms. And yes, I, I woke up this morning and boop, there she was. And it was the word thrive. And then the Lord just spelled it out for me. And so we got some points that will spell out the word thrive and might help you actually remember it and most importantly walk it out. And so just before we go into this, uh, I just want to, I just was reminded of this just a few moments ago. Um, and almost everyone here, I'm sure, knows uh, Courtney and Austin. And of course, they got a little, little baby rhythm now. He's back there. And... Um, but one of the last things that Courtney said, literally the, the day, that, the, the night that she went to heaven, one of the last things that we heard her say is she was talking about Thunder Art Camp. She literally was, like, was kind of emphatic about it, like Thunder Art Camp. <laughs> and she was talking about, and we're like, and I, I always thought that was just puzzling, you know, it's mis- death is mysterious and we miss her dearly. How many people miss Courtney? Yeah, but she's, I'll tell you what, she spread some seed and some fire that's, that's blazing and multiplying in all of us. And, uh, but her and Austin, I mean, I want to honor Austin. Uh, the, this was the, really kind of their baby, the Thunder Camp. They led it for, what, 14 years or however long we've been doing it almost. And, um, and so we just want to honor them and thank them. And, and, but the fact that that was on her mind, her heart, right at the very end, I just thought that this is how important it is, guys. Uh, it's so important that we reach the young ones, and, and there's an onslaught against the young generation. There's a darkness that's coming for our culture and for this generation, and uh, I believe why the battle for life and, and even uh, abortion over our land has been so ferocious, uh, because the devil's terrified of this generation. He's terrified of what the destinies, what they carry, and, and what they're bringing forth. Because when they get lit for Jesus, watch out. And I, we're seeing it happen. It's going to continue to happen. We're going to fan the flame. And we're going to see when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. That's the word of the Lord. That's exactly how God operates when the enemy comes in. He thinks he's taking advantage of everyone. He thinks he's winning. Well, the exact opposite is going to happen. We're getting ready to come into the greatest times of the body of Christ. And yeah, it's okay if the backdrop looks bleak. It's okay, you know, where, where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. It just makes the light that much more brilliant. All we need is some sons and daughters of light, sons and daughters of thunder who are willing to shine 
for Jesus, and, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn the lights on all across our land and into the nations. How many people here feel called to the nations? Don't, don't let a little a COVID thing snuff that out. I'm telling you, you know, you're, the nations are your inheritance. We're to ask for the nations, okay? So I, I just believe that even now as we just breathe life into you through this word, that it's time to thrive. It's time to come alive in Christ Jesus like never before. Amen? And so to, to thrive, it means to, um, to grow or to d- develop well vigorously. How many people love being vigorous? I mean, when's the last time you've had a vigorous day? You felt alive and healthy and strong and, you know, and that the Lord, that's part of our inheritance in the Lord, abundant life, life to the fullest. I like to say maxing out for Jesus. Okay. So he wants us to, to grow, to develop, to mature into all that he's called us to be. It also means to prosper. How many people are interested in prospering? He should be. God wants you to prosper, and he wants you to flourish the fullness of the fruit of, that's to come from your life. You know, Jesus talks about when the seed's planted, there's 30-fold, there's 60-fold, and there's 100-fold. And every time I read that, I'm really not even interested in the 30 and 60. I just go right to the 100. I'm like, we got to go for the 100. I mean, praise God for the 30 and the 60. We need all, all that we can get. However, I believe God's looking for champions. Those who go, man, I'm going to run the race I don't want to just be in the race. I don't want to just qualify for the race. I don't want to just, you know, I want, I want we're to run as ones who are going to win. Amen? Amen? And so, yeah, we're in some distressing times, and you hear so much prophecy, and I think a lot of it's coming true. We are definitely closer to the return of the Lord than we've ever been, and, um, and you can see the signs of the times. You can th- see things revving up. You can see wickedness. Raising its ugly head, you see the orcs are no longer underground. You know they're now marching. You can see the times have shifted. Does this make sense, to anyone? But you know, so many times we can focus on on the darkness, and it's good to not be ignorant of the schemes of the evil one and be aware and be awake, so we're not deceived. Because the great uh, deception at the end of the age seems to be the most daunting thing of the signs of the times. The amount of people that will be deceived. So we need to be alive. We need to be aware. And awake. However, you know, how many, times, how many times have you guys heard people talk about the seal of God? Not too much, right? Well, that's in Revelation, right? It's those who are his, the, the seal of, how many people have heard people talk about the mark of the beast? Well, right? Mark of the beast, mark of the beast. We need to be more enamored and focused and fascinated by, I want that seal of God, that protection when the locusts come and all these disasters break out. They won't touch those who are sealed in the Lord. Come on, someone. Put your hand on your heart right now, Lord. Say, seal me, Lord. The devil tried to steal me, but you come to seal me, Lord. Woo! Come on, someone. That'll preach. I don't have time to do that one, but that's good. All right, so we need to talk about what God's doing in the saints. That's the standard. That's, that's what's going to count. That's what lasts for eternity. Everything else will be done away with. The wicked will not prosper. They will vanish. They'll melt like wax. But the righteous will live forever in eternal glory with their heavenly Father, with their righteous King. And so I'm going to go into, straight into this. Um, um, and by the way, he says, put a, put a seal on the foreheads of the, of the servants of God. I, I said heart. Put it right there, man. That's what we, we need our heads sealed. Uh, the, uh, the, 
Helmet of salvation. Okay, let's get into this acronym. You ready for this? Oh, that's from Revelation chapter 7, 3, if you want to check it out. All right. So, uh, first, first letter, truth, T for truth. Okay, we're, we're spelling out the word thrive. And we're in a time where people like to talk about your truth. This is my truth. This is what's truth to me. And, and we're in a time where truth is relative and it's just uh, people are trying to do away with the Bible and Christianity. And there's, there really is an antichrist spirit, anti-Bible spirit also. And, uh, and so we need to, to be a people of the truth. And, um, and, and so we need to be a people who believe that God actually gives us a standard. He gives us the word of God. There's a plumb line. There's morality. And we're in a time where people are trying to call good evil and evil good. And, and we need a people who can think straight and understand the truth. Know the word of God. Get into the word of God until the word of God gets into you. Yeah. Amen? And so in 1 John chapter 3, verse 19, it says that we can belong to the truth. How many people know that, that you know, talk about being in a club or being in, in, in this is the club you want to be in. You want to be in the, the, the truth club. <laughs> you you want to belong, my belo- I belong to the truth. And this way we can set our hearts at rest in his presence. How many people want some rest in the presence of the Lord in the times that we're in? This way we know that we belong to the truth, okay? When we walk out and we do the word of God, okay? Jesus said in uh, John 17, 17, said, praying over the disciples that would come. We got any disciples up in here? Oh, we got three. Okay, good. Let's try that again. We got any disciples up in here? Ah, oh, that's better. All right. So, uh, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. So, we're sanctified. We're purified. We're set apart by what? By the truth. And where do we get the word? Where do we get the truth from? Where is it derived from? It's from the Word of God. How important is the Word? Jesus was the Word and is the Word, okay? And he he goes on to say in John 8, 32, I'm just slapping some scripture on you here. It says, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Many of you guys know that passage, right? And how many people have actually experienced that when the truth, when the lights got turned on, you're like, oh, Freedom, my goodness, take that burden off me, take that, that heaviness, that confusion off me. And we need to be a people who long for that, who look for that. A people, watch this, who love the truth. If you're going to thrive, you have to love the truth. Because it says in the end times that, that people will perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. It said that they'll be given over to a serious delusion. Why? Again, because they did not love the truth. How important is it that we love the truth? Young people, how important? See, we're in a time where a lot of people are saying, there isn't even a truth to be found. It's just whatever you discover. Make it up yourself, whatever feels good to you. But I'm telling you, if, if you can't believe in a God who's capable of getting you a message th- through the canonized word of God, then, then your God is way too small in the first place. If you think God's incapable of speaking accurately to you, then I don't even know if you know what God is or who he is. But I believe he got us the word, he gives us the word, and he's continually speaking to us through, watch this, the spirit of truth. Who's the spirit of truth? The Holy Spirit. Okay? Y'all getting this? Jesus said this. He says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. Do you know the Holy Spirit is called our counselor, but he's also the spirit of truth. You know, the Holy Spirit's never once spoken a lie to you. 
He's never flattered you. He's never been excessive in his speech or, or held something back for you. He's the spirit, the essence of truth. You can trust him. He's your guide. He's your counselor, your comforter. Okay, for the sake of time, I'm going to keep moving. How about that? Thrive. So H, if you're going to thrive, you need some healing up in here. We got to get some healing, okay? And, uh, and so God wants all of his children healed. He is a healer, okay? Uh, I'll tell you a story. I just remembered this when I said that. Uh, there was a, a man, his name, his name was um, Crazy Norman. He was on the streets, and we did a miracle healing crusade, and we painted this bus like a Partridge family. It was all about Jesus. Said, do, you, do you need a miracle? We went down, down in the streets, and, and for a couple summers, we went, we went and got... The Lord said, the sicker, the better. Go get them. Broke, busted, and disgusted. Drag them, push, pull, drag them in. We'd pick them up in that bus, bring them in. We'd have a tent in the park right here, and we'd have food, and then we'd have a worship time, then we'd bring the word. Well, one day, they said, man, we got a live one today. I was like, what are you talking about? They said, this guy named Crazy Norman's here. I was like, Crazy Norman? Who's that? Well, I knew as soon as he walked in that tent. I was like, oh, that's Crazy Norman. <laughs> he crazy. <laughs> You could just look at him. It was just like, he was, just, he was a Vietnam vet, and he was limping, and he was just all kind of mangled looking, and, and had this scraggly beard, and he was cussing, and I was like, man, this guy's intense. Well, he came and sat right on the front row, and as I began to preach, he interrupted the preaching right from the get-go, and he said, Jesus or Satan, come and get me. Whoever get, gets me first wins. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a good one. <laughs> so I preached, I preached up a storm. And uh, I went to him after. I said, I said, Norman, are you ready? This, I believe this is your time. Uh, you know, do you want Jesus? Do you want this Jesus? And, and he said, no, no, I'm not ready. For, I, if I'm going to do it, it's going to be real. I was in the foxholes. I was a POW in Vietnam. I saw everyone crying out for God when they got in trouble and they got in a pinch. Everyone's, you know, and then ne- once, they, once they got through the tight time, next thing you know, they're cussing, smoking up, doing everything. They're, it wasn't for real. If I'm going to do it, it's going to be for real. I said, well, Will you make me a deal? Will you come back tomorrow night? He's like, he's like, okay, you got my word. I'll be back tomorrow. So he comes back. We have the food. We have the worship. We have the starting the preaching. And he's still not there. And I'm like, man, this is messed up. He gave me his word. Crazy Norman gave me his word, you know. And then all of a sudden, right as I'm beginning to preach, here he comes. Comes in, and he's he's limping in again. And uh, and so he comes in, and that night, just to speed it up. But he gave his life to the Lord. He came up. I went to him again. I said, Father, I said, I said um, Norman, are you ready? And he, and he said, yeah. He goes, but I, I can't do it here. I got to hold that. And we had a, back then we had a pulpit that was a cross. And he went, we got a picture of him. It was a beautiful picture of him holding the cross and praying the prayer. And, get, and, and that, that wasn't it. He came and joined our team and lived with us for about seven or eight years. He was the keeper of the fortress, that whole area back there. And we had the most amazing times. Well, the Lord spoke to him about a week after because he had such a bad leg. He had this big Indian fellow carry him around everywhere because he couldn't walk because it was about ready to collapse, his leg. And then a time, on a Friday night in worship, we're just here worshiping, and, and all of a sudden he gets up from the back, and he can, he can barely walk. Like People literally carry him around and stuff. He didn't want a wheelchair. He's walking up. I'm on the drums. I'm like watching him come. I'm like, uh-oh, because we call him Father Norman now. Once he got saved, you got a new name. Not crazy, but Father. I was like, I'm like, oh, has Father Norman become crazy? He's got this look. He's coming right up. Like, I'm like, what is happening? 
Well, he walks up to the front, and he begins to praise the Lord. He lifts his hands, and he starts. I'm, I've never seen a, a, an old vet like that, just praising like that with such extravagance. And, and then I, I asked him, I said, well, what's going on? And he said, my leg is totally healed. And it was bent like a, a banana. It had shrapnel in it. He had bone cancer, all kinds of issues. And, and, and it was straight as, and, and later on, he even jumped on the stage and testified, like ran and jumped like that. He said, the Lord told me when I was sitting back there, I need all my warriors healed. How, how important is healing? God needs, needs us to be healed. We have to be willing to say, hey, I'm hurting, or I got emotional issues, or I got, I, you know, the Bible says in James chapter 5, verse 16, if we confess our sins to each other and pray for each other, we will be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. You need righteous people praying for you if you're going to come into your maturity. If you're going to thrive, you're not going to do it alone. We need people praying. We need to confess. We need to say, I need help. You know, you could say point number two is healing, but in other words, it's help. We need people along the way. The power of God's word. How many people have been healed through the word of God? Where your mind has been tormented. And, and it, Psalms 107 verse 20 says, he sent forth his word and he healed them. He rescued them from the grave. God can rescue you. He can heal you. But just the power of the word, the prophetic word landing on you as a young person. Sometimes young people get lit up and they receive a word that lasts a lifetime. They're like, boom, and they're never the same. That's the power of God's word. It does not return void. Okay, let's move on. Next letter, R, repentance. Someone say repentance. If you're going to thrive, you're going to have to know what repentance is, and you're going to have to know how to repent, and I believe repent all the days of your life. It's not a one-time shot. I said a sinner's prayer, and I'm good. No, it's something that we stay uh, in tune and in touch with the Lord. And we stay sensitive. And, and I believe it, it's really, in essence, repentance is taking responsibility for our actions. There's another R, responsibility. And setting things right with God and with men. How many people have had to repent to someone, to a spouse or, or to a friend or a family member? That we, we hurt each other just by being human, just being on planet Earth. You're going to get hurt and you're going to hurt people. And we need to know how to treat one another. And we need to know how to make amends, especially in the body of Christ. If we can't do it, what hope is there for the world? And a lot of it will come through a tender heart of repentance, of knowing how to say, I was wrong. Please forgive me. Let's try that. I was wrong. Some of you are like, uh, 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 uh. have you ever said that before? <laughs> I was wrong. Please forgive me. There's some, there's some good marriage counseling right there up in here for free. All right. Um, so let's look at this really quickly. Repentance, how important is it? It says, after John the Baptist was in prison, Jesus went to Galilee proclaiming the good news. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God is near. Okay, that's some good news. Time has come. Kingdom of God is near. Okay, what comes next? Repent and believe the good news. So the, very ne the action part that we receive the Lord is through repentance. Turning from our wicked ways. Turning from our fleshly ways, our, our selfish ways. And so um, the disciples, they go out. In Mark chapter 6, verse 12, it says they preached uh, to, that people should repent. That was the first message, the, the message of repentance. And they drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. There's that healing again. That's part of your, your mission is, is first to repent, get your own life in alignment with the Lord and with the kingdom of heaven, and then extend that, that power that expels demons and, and heals people. Woo! Come on, someone. You got anything better to do than all that? 
I didn't think so. All right. Uh, Luke chapter 24, verse 47 says, Repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all the nations beginning at Jerusalem. And it, it says that when this message of the gospel, which the centerpiece of it and, and, and the first step of it is repentance, when it's preached, then the end will come. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Moving on. I'm, I'm going quick. Integrity. How are you going to thrive? You're going to need integrity. It's one thing, you know, gifting will get you somewhere, but only character, integrity will keep you there. The sustainability comes through a a character that's been forged in the fires of heaven. Come on, someone. We're, We're invited to participate in the divine nature of Christ, but not everyone participates. You might get saved, you got your fire insurance, but how many believers actually excel into the character of Christ into the divine nature, where they'd be looking at you, they'd be looking at Jesus. So integrity speaks of all things of character, that your words and your actions actually line up. And the Lord is looking for, uh, you know, the Bible doesn't really tell us to, to be good. It's, it tells us to do good, but it doesn't tell us to just be good. You know what it tells, it tells us? It says, it's, it's way better than that. It says, be holy. It's way better than just be good. Be good, you know. Your mom tells you that. God comes along and says, no, let's, let's, uh, let's up this a little bit. Be holy as I am holy. That's the standard. And holiness also speaks of uh, being set apart. You can't touch that. It's, you live by a different kingdom, different set of rules, different standard. Be holy as I am holy. Come away. Be separate from Babylon, from the things of this world. And I believe the Holy Spirit will translate what that would mean to everyone, even here right now, as we say this. And so Romans chapter 5, talking about integrity, verse 3 says, Not only so, but we also rejoice in our suffering. How many people rejoice in suffering? Maybe you're learning to do so. It's, not, it's, it's very awkward at first. You kidding me? i got to rejoice my suffering? Why would I do that? Well, let's just keep reading to see what happens. Rejoice in our suffering because we know that our suffering produces perseverance. How many people want perseverance? Okay, so we got some perseverance up in here. So, and perseverance produces character, integrity, like I'm talking about. And character produces hope. You see where this is leading? And hope does not disappoint us because God is pouring out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who he has given us. Integrity. You know, it's really true. You can't keep a good man down. You know, even when Stephen, the, the young disciple, the, young, uh, the apostles laid hands on him and anointed him to be the next realm of leadership in the early New Testament church, uh, and he was filled with the Spirit, with wisdom and signs and wonders and miracles, and then he becomes, tragically becomes the first martyr, and some people say, wow, man, that didn't work out well. No, you can't keep a good man down. He went straight to heaven. There's not one good man, good woman, holy woman, righteous woman that's ever been held down. And if you, uh, if you fortify your life with the word of the Lord and you grow in the maturity and the divine nature, man, you will not be held down. You will excel. You will ascend. If we humble ourselves, God exalts us. He himself exalts us. You think of Joseph in Egypt. It looked impossible. He was betrayed by his brothers. He's thrown in a pit. He becomes a slave. But because I believe he chose the ways of God and integrity and honoring God, he just kept excelling. He kept breaking through the barrier, the glass ceiling, whatever. And next thing you know, he's second to Pharaoh. 
He's promoted to that place where he had dreams about. If you got dreams, your path of getting there is character. The only thing that can prevent you, maybe decades, like the Israelites that died in the desert, is lack of character. They had the promise. They had the word of the Lord. They had the destiny. They, they, had, they had the story. They had the best story. Who has a story of God coming to rescue with 10 plagues, sending frogs and, and blood and all these outrageous things. They lived through it all. They had God backing them. God himself said, I'm backing you. It's only an 11-day journey to the promised land. And somehow they didn't make it. Guess what it was? A lack of character, lack of integrity, grumbling, complaining, not understanding authority. Ooh, it got quiet in here. All right, you ready for the next one? We're thriving. Thrive time. V, spelling out thrive. V is for vision. How important is vision? People die for lack of it. I believe a lot of America right now is, is struggling because we've lost our vision. People are so demoralized, they can't even see a better day. They can't see the kingdom of heaven advancing in a land like this where there's such idolatry and immorality. So they're just kind of like being, being dragged down with the bad news. I'm telling you, you are the good news. What are you doing? What are we doing? And so uh, the Bible comes along and tells us, don't fix your eyes on what is seen. Don't listen to the daily news. Don't look at what's happening in the natural around us. But on what is unseen. God's on the move. God is invincible. And... and, and uh, it says, for what is seen is temporary. It's all going to pass away. It might look like, well, that's the authorities of our day. That's all. No, I'm telling you guys, there's, if, if it's not done God's way, it's not eternal. If it's false authority, it is coming down. It might have a little splash, but don't worry. How many times did David complain? He gets caught up in like, oh, the wicked are prospering in the land. This is horrible. And, and, and constantly he lifts his vision higher. And all of a sudden he sees the Lord and he's like, oh, forget all that. God will take care of all that. We must ascend the hill of the Lord. What's the vision the Lord's given you? What's the purpose? I believe the young people, even this week, some of you young guys at Thunder Camp, we're getting a vision that will last a lifetime. You're getting DNA or things like, oh. I'm called to this. I can do this. I got, you know, there's things that God's working in you already. I mean, there was a time we were, we were dabbling in all this outreach stuff, and we didn't know quite know how to articulate. We're a bunch of music creative guys, and we were starting to serve the poor. We started with the homeless and all this stuff, and we knew somehow we'd be equipping artists and musicians, and, and yet it was serving the poor and in a practical way, and there was all these different, then there was this prophetic stream that was starting to be woven in, and I would tell people, like, this is kind of what we're doing, we're trying to do this, and we feel like this, I'm just in my 20s at the time, and I'm sitting with this one man, and he, he, he stops me in mid-sentence, he's a big business guy who had made a bunch of um, music labels here in, the, in, the, in our city, and he had worked with all the big people. And he stops me right in the middle of me. He says, man, what you're doing is amazing. God is with you. He goes, but you need a plan. I'm a plan? You need a vision. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? He goes, you, you got to write it down. You got to write it down. I'm like, really? I'm like, what is that? He says, I'll give you some plans. He gives me these plans that are like this thick. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. But anyways, by God's grace, God, he, he pointed me out. He poked me in the chest. Literally, it was like I felt God poking me when he said that. Write a plan. Write it down. So it makes sense. So people can run with you. And I wrote down this thing called the provision plan. Our ministry was called provision. And I wrote it down. And I'm telling you, to this day, we are literally walking out the plan that was written way back then. I'll give you an example. We said some provision international will obtain a warehouse. 
so we can do food and clothing and furniture distribution, all the things that are in our heart. Well, never in my mind did I, did I ever enter that we would get a warehouse. Yeah, we got that warehouse for 20 years. We had like 60,000 square feet. We started with 90,000 square feet. And we, and we worked that for 20 years. We don't have it now, but now God's got us working on Eagles Landing, a mission base, international mission base. And so, and so God will give you vision, and then as you begin to walk it out, you know, fix, fixing, uh, fixing your eyes, not on what is seen, but what is unseen. And, you, and, and then you've got to invest in what is unseen. Does that make sense? You've got to invest in what is unseen, setting your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Okay, we're almost at the end here. Um, and, p- and part of this, what we're talking about here, well, let me just give you the last. Y'all ready, for, y'all ready to thrive? Come alive? Oh, we got one person. All right, that's good. <laughs> Man, y'all are way too quiet. I'm preaching way better than y'all shouting. All right, all right. Okay, so the last one, E, excellence. Someone say Excellence. We're not talking about perfectionism. Now, you can get trapped in that. But excellence, a spirit of excellence, that which was on Daniel and the young men. And, and they thrived even, watch this, in the middle of Babylon and idolatry and darkness and, and, and pagan sacrifices. Even in the midst of such darkness, they thrived and they came alive and they represented God accurately in their times. And so when we talk of excellence, we're not talking about competition with others. The Bible says if you compare yourself to others, you're not wise. The Lord never tells us. It's, if the only healthy competition I think there is is within your own self. And, I, and that's not the kind where you beat yourself up. But it's just like being the best version of you. A spirit of excellence. Maybe what would, if you sat down and just dreamed and wrote down, man, what's the best version of me? Like for real. Like forget all my excuses and all my lame excuses and all my pre- procrastinations and all these things. And, and you might think, well, too many years have gone by. You know, it's, it's too late for me. The best version of me is already long gone. No, I'm telling you, if you're still alive, God's looking at you saying, I'm ready to put a spirit of excellence on you so you can max out for Jesus. The best version of you. The Holy Spirit, the helper, someone say helper, is right there ready to help us. And so we see that just one passage here of Daniel's life, we see that Daniel, okay, this is Daniel 6, verse 3, we see that Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and the satraps because an excellent spirit was on him. Did you know you're, you're called to be distinguished? You're to be set apart. You're to be different. There's supposed to be a distinction on your life. You're not supposed to be run of the mill, fit in with the world. If you're fitting in with the world, you're wrong. Stop that. Like if there's no distinction, if they can't say, wow. You know, the Lord was telling me, he said, it starts real simple sometimes with believers. We've had such a, we've been so muzzled for so long and so I don't want to offend anyone. We've had this, this political correct spirit come upon even the believers that people go to work and no one even knows they're a Christian. I mean, it's so simple. If you're not willing to even say I'm a Christian or I go to church, you don't have to stop and preach the whole you know, gospel at that moment, but if they don't know the basics, you know, those can be little intriguing points of your life. And then as they watch you, okay, I heard that they're a Christian. Okay, that makes puts a responsibility on you too now. Oh, you know, you ever witness to a, to a, to a waiter? It's costly. Because when you witness to a waiter, after you prophesy or pray over and bless them, you're like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to do a serious tip. 
Because I'm representing the Lord now. I, I let the cat out of the bag. I mean, he knows I'm all about Jesus. So if I don't do a good tip now, all that's going to mean nothing. So when you say I'm a Christian or I go to church and people are like, really? Okay, well, they'd be watching you now. And then a few weeks down the road or a month, they're going to come to you and go, what was that? You, you go to church? Where, where's it, where do you go? Or, I'm telling you, curiosity is still alive and well. And you got to know how to plant seeds that will create gospel curiosity that will advance the kingdom. But if your mom, if, you're, if, you know, if your door is shut and you're not willing to say anything, not willing to drop any seed, how's anything going to grow? But a spirit of excellence will come upon God's people and say, I'm representing the king. I'm an ambassador of the king. Okay, one last passage, Titus 3, verse 8. This is a trustworthy saying. I want to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. Those who, anyone here trust in God? He says you've got to be careful to devote yourself to doing good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. Devote yourself to things that are excellent and profitable for everyone. What if every day you just woke up and you're like, man, God, I want to I represent. I want to do excellent things that profit all the people around me, that I'm a benefit, I'm a blessing. Woo! You see, we're called to bear much fruit for a believer. And so the, the devil comes, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he's not changing his tune. He's working overtime, doing what he does, and it's up to us to, to receive this life that Christ purchased for us on the cross, but then to run with it, to max out with it, to have it in abundance. Till we, even when we're bumped, we spill Jesus. We've got to live, live our life. We've got to say, Lord, I want to be at the tipping point. I don't want to walk through my day depleted and defeated. I want to be at the tipping point. So even if someone bumps me the wrong way, there's just Jesus spilling out. Is this making sense to anyone? All right, there we go. So there's your, your quick version of th Thrive Time. Let's, let's just... Uh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I just want to pray a prayer. So, Father, I start first with all the Thunder Campers, Lord, at the youngest age possible. Would you get a grip of their hearts? Would you grab hold of them that they might max out for Jesus? They might thrive and bear much fruit and enjoy it, enjoy the journey, that they would, be, they would grow and develop and become vigorous in the kingdom. Whew, thank you, Lord. Get a hold of their lives, Lord. And Lord, I thank you for surrounding each of us with kingdom relationships that support us and strengthen us, Lord, that every joint supplies in the body of Christ. I pray that no one would go through this alone, cut off, rejected. Lord, that is not your way. That's the work of the, of the enemy who comes to steal friendships, steal relationships, kill off things that once were thriving. Lord, we just, we just rebuke the works of the devourer right now. Lord, rebuke the devourer over everyone's life. And I pray even from this day forth, Lord, there be such a turning point, such a shift that people say, why not thrive? Why not come alive? Why not max out for Jesus? Lord, I just prophesy over this congregation right now, young and old, Lord, that these words of Jesus, that I have come, that you may have life and have it abundantly, that that, that would just resonate, Lord, that we wouldn't, we wouldn't accept anything less than that, Lord. We wouldn't live a humdrum 
boring life, Lord. Lord, we just ask that you would put a sense of faith and adventure in the hearts of the saints again, Lord. That we would dream again, Lord. We wouldn't be those who die in the desert with excuses, but we'd be those who say, absolutely, the promised land. Yeah, there might be giants standing in my way, fortified cities, but I'm made for that. That's my land. That's what I'm to conquer. I'm going for it with all my heart. I read, read a quote a long time ago said that the future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. The future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. What's the dream that, what's the God dream he put in you that you're willing to lay your life down for and fight for till you see it come to pass? There's people here who have visions. There's things he's shown you. Don't let those things go. Hold fast. Yeah, it might delay. It might take some time, but walk into it. Sow into it. You'll get there. You'll see it. You'll see the beauty of the Lord, the goodness of the Lord, and the land of the living. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. God bless you all. We're going to do a graduation. Thank everyone for this week right here. What a great message. If I could have picked a topic, that would have been it. My, yeah, my passion is to see people thriving, and all of you guys are going to thrive after that message, that I think that was gold. Was that recorded audio? Okay, so you guys will be able to get that on our website because we didn't live stream it this morning, but um, this week it will be posted on Harvest Sound um, website so you can get that message. I think I need to hear it again because it was so good. We're um, about to transition now to our graduation. But before we do, I want to just say um, thank you to our staff and volunteers. Um, if you were a staff or a volunteer this week at camp or a counselor at camp, I want you to just stand up because our, our church needs to know who you guys are. Oh, yeah. These are the heroes this week. They are what made camp so beautiful, so incredible. This is the wineskin. This is why your teens get set on fire. Just, just take a look. I want you guys that are near one of these volunteers or staff member, would you just release just a blessing? Just pray right now, right where you're at. I just want to pray over them. That, that they run their race, they hit their mark, they poured out like all that they have. I'm telling you, our, our staff, what they do all, we, all year long is prepare for camp and our intensive. And th this is like the gold time. And they literally poured out gold to your teens. And I'm just telling you, they've done, they left it all on the field. They, they had sleepless nights. Um, they stayed with your teenager through their hardships, whatever they went through, to allow them to hit their mark this week. So we're going to pray over them. 
because they're going to hit their mark. So Lord, we just thank you for every one of these staff and counselors. And we just thank you right now that they are going to thrive. They're going to hit their mark. They're going to take their land. They're going to they're going to uh, conquer the things that have tried to conquer them. We just say right now that the blood of Jesus is appropriated over their lives. And we say no word or weapon formed against them will prosper. We thank you, Lord, that they're getting to hit their high calling, their purpose, Lord. We ask right now that you would bless them. Would you just say as a church, we bless you in Jesus' name. Okay, I'm going to count. One, two, three, and then you're going to say it. One, two, three. We bless you in Jesus' name. Again, we bless you in Jesus' name. Again, we bless you in Jesus' name. Wow. I am so honored. Scott and I are so honored to have such a stellar team. We, we, we know that we don't, we can't take this for granted. And we have a beautiful church, a beautiful wineskin. And those that weren't volunteering, you guys are praying. You guys support all year long. And I just want to say a big thank you to all of our church family that also poured in and supported through prayers or brought a meal. And um, I also want to give a special honor to our our staff that helped with the meals this week. That's Anthony Ivy. Anthony, give a big wave. That he and my friend Mary Adro. Mary, raise your hand. Mary Adro. They they stayed on campus. My friend Mary, I've known for 30 years, and she when she found out Courtney passed away. She doesn't even go to our church. When she heard Courtney pass, she texted me and said, Sarah, I'm here to do whatever you need. I'm here to, to clean toilets, whatever you, whatever you want. I'm here. And I know what Mary is good at, and it is cooking and administrative. So I was like, Mary, I want you to help Candace with administrative things. And here she is. I just... This is Mary. I just want to say, I didn't want, it's not something that I really thought. The Holy Spirit said to me, Mary, Courtney was like 10 people, and Austin is amazing, and I need you to text Sarah. And I'm thinking, I have a thousand things to do. I have a home business to run. I have a thousand. But, I, but you have to listen to the Holy Spirit. And I'm glad I did because these kids bless my socks off. And I want you parents to know that they, are, they were amazing. They were willing to do anything. They had assigned times. But sometimes some of them didn't have assigned times. And if I said, hey, I need a guy to lift this, they were like, they're amazing. And, and you know, you have to, kids, you have to be like that for the Holy Spirit. You have to say, here I am, use me, and be willing at any time because it may not be convenient for you. You might drive past a building and the Holy Spirit just give you a name and say, go in there and find that person and pray for them. It happens. It happens to me a lot when I was here at the foundry, when I was flowing. You have to be willing to do those things because, because time is short. There's a lot happening. There are a lot of still lost people, and you have to be willing to to be led by the Holy Spirit. And I have a lot of faith, and I'm proud of you guys because you showed me at camp this week that you are 
desiring to be led by the Holy Spirit. And I'm very proud of you. And parents, you should be very proud of them. They blessed my socks off, even though I wasn't around it very much and I was feeding them. And just thank you. And I have a quick announcement. One of you left a hat. And it says Astro Neighborhood something. And one of you left a little water bottle that has a little alpaca or llama on it. And one of you left a water bottle that has a blue lid. So I'm going to give these to Miss Candace, and you find her and get them from you. And, I, and I, it's okay because you guys were busy and running around like crazy. And I'm just here to pick up after you any way I can. Thank so you, bless you. <laughs> we love you, Mary. And we love you, Anthony. And I want to give a very special thank you to Candace. Today's her birthday. Today's her birthday. Y'all ready? A count of three. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Nick Candace. Happy birthday to you. We love you, Candace. Candace is amazing how she just stepped up on the administrative role with this. I mean, she already was doing it, but just next level. Fantastic. Thank you. Bless you. Bless you. All right. So um, we are about to just do a quick graduation, and um, I'm going to invite uh, some of our senior staff, Ariel, Corey, Candace, if you guys would come up. Um, we're about to graduate. Oh, one other thing I forgot to say. Um, Gabby, would you put those dates up on? Uh, we're going to put the camp dates for next year. Yeah. Parents, or if you have siblings, you don't want to miss camp, and camp gets filled up quick. We only have a, a few spots. Um, those spots fill up before with for, um, campers first. So we're about to do a soft commitment form. So this soft commitment form um, assures that you get first dibs to camp, okay? So when you fill out this soft commitment and um, you're gonna get to be able to be on the list first before we open it up to the rest of the people. So that is the camp dates, June 26th. June 26th through July 2nd is what it's supposed to say. June 26th through July 2nd. That's camp dates. Go ahead and mark that on your calendar. June 26th through July 2nd. Teen camp is for ages 13 to 18 years old. That teenage camp is for 13 to 18. So if you have a teenager that wants to be equipped in leadership and wants to be equipped in creative arts or evangelism, this is a camp that will change their life. And no kidding. And I am not bluffing on that because both my kids went through it. And yeah, you see. It's amazing. Intensive. June 24th through the 30th next year. This year's intensive's full. We do not have space for you guys, but next year, June 24th through the 30th. June 24th through the 30th, mark it down. That's for adults. 
to get trained in creative arts, evangelism, healing. Um, it is a, leadership gifts, ministry training. It's amazing. It's about to happen this month, um, but that is for next year, Ju July 24th through the 30th. Okay. Uh, soft commitment forms, did you pass them around? Okay. Put, fill that soft commitment form if you are planning to come to camp next year and lay it on this soundboard af after you're done. Okay. Raise your hand up high if you need a soft commitment form. Make sure you get, get a soft commitment form. All right, we're going to go ahead and do our um, graduation now. Just want to give a shout out to Arielle and Corey right here. <laughs> Amazing. We, we love when couples come in. Uh, Evan and Bree came in and helped. It helped stabilize everything. <laughs> Kingdom couples up in here. We love it. All right, so you, these guys are going to announce the name of your campers, and uh, then we're going to just pray for them. We're going to anoint them. Sarah and I will anoint them with oil and just bless them, and that's what we're doing. So y'all get ready. Here it is, the graduation for Thunder Camp 2022. We're so proud of y'all. You're amazing. Say, I'm amazing. I'm going to take everything I learned, and I'm going to activate it in my real life. Here's Candace. Yes. Okay. So your Thunder Camp graduation certificate says, are you ready? Today, you are commissioned and sent into the harvest in the precious name of Jesus, the unfailing love of the Father and the power of the Holy Spirit to go forth with great boldness and joy as a worshiping warrior. May you thunder for Jesus as a creative evangelist wherever the Lord leads you all the days of your life. And there's a scripture that says, as Jesus was sent into the world, so now you have been sent into the world. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. That's John 14, 12. All right. So now we're going to start calling people up. And once you come up, you can come grab your uh, certificate and then just make a line right here. Don't go sit back down yet because we'll want to see you all together. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Grace Shockley. <laughs> Woo! Joy Shockley. Zion McClanahan. You're awesome. Zach Thomas. Micah Star. Yeah. 
Lance Doster. Samuel Barboza. Haven Hutchison. Grace Hutchison. Victoria Applegate. Applegate. Devin Penrose. Does she? I think she had to go, so. We love Devin. Jethro Koblenz. Joanne Proctor. Cade Crydell. Jared Alvarez. Raquel Alvarez. Samuel Cooper. Koopa Troopa. Genevieve Amante. Linnell Horst. Eleanor Cooper. Liberty Cordell. Tristan Cordell. (laughs) 
Gavin Cordell. Melody Hayes. but definitely not least, Jane Applegate. Class of 2022 Thunder Camp! And that concludes the graduation. Let's extend our hands out to them as a church family and bless them. Wow, you guys are looking at our future leaders and they are going to take their city, they're going to take their schools, they're going to take their families for the kingdom of God. So let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, Father, that this generation arising, that we have the privilege of being with them and that, God, that they were hungry for you. And in their hunger, you fell them. So we just say, would you just baptize them with your love and with your fire and your presence? Oh, Lord, that they will not have the stench of the world, but they will be marked and sealed with your presence, with your love. We thank you, Father. We just add our faith right now that, that they, over their lives, mountains are going to move. The dead are going to be raised. The supernatural is going to happen because they believe in a supernatural God that can do anything. We just thank you, Lord, that you would cover them in their coming and their going, the blood of Jesus Christ being appropriated over them. In Jesus' name, when we bless you. Let's say it together. One, two, three. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys are awesome. 
Have an amazing year. We look forward to seeing you again next year. All right. We're, oh, we have a few announcements from Candace. All right, so we are done with the graduation ceremony. However, y'all do need to get your luggage out of the expedition. So if I can have the male counselors who loaded the expedition go with Ariel or Corey out to the expedition to start unloading luggage out onto the sidewalk and also from Alex Goss's car, you can go and grab your luggage from in front of the foundry from the expedition right now. Thank y'all. And your papers, if you signed a soft commitment form, please leave them on the soundboard with the rest of those papers. Thank you guys so much. Love you. God bless you, church. We'll see you guys on Tuesday, 630 for prayer room or next Sunday.